coming to you live from the basement of an abandoned house in the middle of a field. It's the Derek Izzy Show. Welcome to the Derek Izzy Show. I am the aforementioned host, Mr. Izzy, and we have some big news for you today. Oh yeah? What's that for us? Well, Moses, the big news today is the news of a brand new sponsor to the Derek Izzy Show. I'd like to welcome our new sponsor, DraftKings. For those of you who have never used DraftKings, you've really been in the dark, because DraftKings is a fantasy sports betting app. You can go to DraftKings.com or you can download the app to your phone. But they have all kinds of sports. NHL, NBA, NFL, college football, mixed martial arts. I mean, you can do fantasy UFC, which I've been doing for probably a year now. It's very, very difficult. But right now, being as it's fantasy football season... That is the big draw right now. In order to take advantage of this sponsorship, what you do is download your DraftKings app, and this is only good for first-time users, so when you set up your account, just use the promo code DEREK, D-E-R-E-K. Remember, when you use that code DEREK, it is all lowercase. There's no capital D or anything. It is all lowercase. And here's what you will get. Using that promo code DEREK, you will get matching funds on your initial deposit, up to $600, and you will also get your first entry to a $3 contest for free. The prices of the contest range anywhere from $3, $5, $300. It all depends how much money you want to wager and what type of contest you want to do. You're competing against people from all over the country, all over the world, and if you're good at fantasy football, you can win some serious money. DraftKings has made millionaires with their app. And all you have to do is sign up and play. Download that DraftKings app. Use promo code Derek, D-E-R-E-K. Matching funds up to $600. And your first $3 contest is on me. That's free. So Moses, what do you think about our new sponsor? What do you think about DraftKings? Well, that's kind of neat. I think I'd like to try that. Yeah, give it a whirl, Moses. We'll see how you do. Maybe next weekend uh, we can compete with uh, fantasy teams. Okay, boss, you're on. Well, that is the first segment of our big news. The next segment has to do with Uber. As you all know, Uber's been a a long sponsor of the show. And what you get with Uber is you get your first ride free up to $20 using the promo code 5LX9E. But that's not all it does. If you want to be a driver with Uber... You can use that same code, 5LX9E, when you sign up to drive, and you will get a $100 bonus check as soon as you complete your first 20 rides. Using my promo code, 5LX9E, sign up to drive with Uber, get an extra $100 after you complete your first 20 rides. Uber is an innovative taxi app. You just download it to your phone, and it will tell you where the nearest Uber driver is. You hit pickup. And that driver will come pick you up and take you where you need to go. There's several types of Uber you can use. 
You've got UberX, which is the one that I use. That's the cheapest one. Somebody will show up to pick you up in their pre-approved car, and then they just drive you where you need to go. There's also UberXL if you want an SUV, and then there's Uber Black if you want the typical black car service. Uber, using your discount code 5LX9E. And now, on to the topic of today's podcast. This gentleman was from the Civil War era. From the census records, we can basically tell that he was born probably in November of 1837. There's no exact birth date on him, but census records give us a really good idea of how to narrow it down. There's been a lot of controversy surrounding him, what his motivations were for his actions, and exactly what he did. But there are several facts that we can all agree on. In fact, this person was so influential that there have been books written about him and movies made about him. One of those movies has yet to be released, but will star Matthew McConaughey and should be released in 2016. So you have to keep an eye out for that. With all this attention surrounding him, his name is one you've probably never known. He was born in Jones County, Mississippi. He was the grandson of John Knight, one of Jones County's largest slaveholders. We assume that his education, learning to read and write, was done by his mother. He was opposed to slavery, even though he was born into slaves. He was a primitive Baptist, and in his beliefs... He did not believe in using substances like alcohol. So this was someone who, from what we've been able to see, was a fairly moral man and led his life by a very strict set of beliefs. As a farmer, he grew up in a homestead where they grew corn, sweet potatoes, they raised hogs and cattle. But this small farmer would grow into a man of myth and legend. When he became an adult... He enlisted in the Confederate Army. Now, there's conflicting views of whether he was actually drafted or whether he went voluntarily. But from what I've been able to find, he actually did enlist. There was a big push in the South to secede from the Union. He opposed this secession, and in general, he he opposed the war as well. At the time, the death penalty was the punishment for not fighting in the Army. After serving only a few months in the Confederate Army, his father became deathly ill. So the topic of today's podcast went to General Braxton Bragg, who then furloughed him to go home and tend to his father. After spending nearly a year away from the war, he enlisted as a private with several of his friends and neighbors into the Company F of the 7th Battalion Mississippi Infantry in Jasper County. They enlisted as a group together so that they could serve together as opposed to being drafted and having to serve with strangers. In November of 1862, he had received word that the Confederate cavalry had seized his family's horses. Outraged at this army that he did not support taking his family's resources, he began a 200-mile journey back to his home. This was a long, dangerous journey as the Confederate army frequently patrolled the road in search of deserters. When he arrived home, he was shocked. With all the men being away at war, the farms were in a state of disarray. There were women left to feed hungry children. 
without food. The Confederate armies ransacked the farms. They took horses, hogs, chickens, corn, all the food supplies in order to feed their soldiers. In May of 1863, his 7th Battalion was rushed into the Battle of Vicksburg. After his most recent experiences with the Confederate Army, he was fed up and just refused to go back into the war. He was promptly arrested and taken prisoner. The Confederate Army tortured him and destroyed everything that he owned, his horses, his crops, his home. The battle at Vicksburg lasted six weeks. One Jones County soldier, after returning home from the Vicksburg battle, found his wife dead of starvation. She gave the last bit of food to feed their children, and she died of starvation. This battle at Vicksburg proved to be one of the many strong points for the Union, as hundreds of Confederate soldiers deserted. Later in August of that year, a Confederate major was sent to round up the deserters. He was shot and killed. The legend is that the topic of our podcast was the man who pulled the trigger. What separated him from the other Confederate deserters is that he had had enough and he decided to organize his own company. With approximately 125 men from Jones County, Jasper County, Covington County, and Smith County, they formed their own company to fight against the Confederates. They were known as the Knight Company. And the topic of today's podcast, Newton Knight, was their leader. He was said to be a sharpshooter with his double-barreled, muzzle-loading shotgun. What he taught his company was the techniques of guerrilla warfare. To avoid being captured, the men would disappear into swamp hideouts, such as Devil's Den or Panther Creek. They communicated with each other by blowing signals into hollow cattle horns. Most of the locals were sympathetic, and they joined them, both whites and blacks. In particular, a slave woman named Rachel helped supply them with food and information about what the Confederate soldiers were doing. By 1864, news of Knight's company had reached the highest levels of the Confederacy. A local newspaper, the Natchez Courier, stated that Jones County had seceded from the Confederacy. Union General Sherman wrote that he had received a declaration of independence from a local group of citizens who opposed the Confederacy. There have been many books written about this free state of Jones and them seceding from the Confederacy. If you'd like to check out one of those books, I recommend using Audible. You can get a free download by going to audibletrial.com slash Derek. Using that discount code, you can sign up for Audible, and you can download a free book about the free state of Jones. The Confederates at the highest levels were embarrassed by this night company running circles around their troops. With their guerrilla warfare, they would hide out in the swamps and ambush the Confederates, taking their food and supplies while they were asleep or away from their camps. The Confederates called out one of their bravest commanders, Colonel Robert Lowry of Smith County. Lowry brought his troops in and unleashed packs of howling bloodhounds to flush out the night company from the swamps. Colonel Lowry's tactics were very, very brutal, but they were also very effective. Several of the Newt Company's men were mauled by bloodhounds, and almost a dozen 
were caught and hanged. Now when Lowry would hang these men, he would just leave them hanging from the trees as a warning to others. Despite this attack from Colonel Lowry, Newton Knight was never apprehended. After using a large amount of resources and several weeks of searching, Lowry gave up the search for Newton Knight. By April of 1865, the Confederates had been defeated and the Civil War had reached an end. Mississippi was now occupied by federal troops and Captain Newton Knight was called into service by the United States Army as a commissioner in charge of distributing thousands of pounds of food to the poor and starving people in the Jones County area. Newton was also sent to rescue several black children who were still being held in slavery in Smith County. Newton continued to fight, except in a different arena. He fought to protect the civil rights of black citizens. Soon after the Civil War, more than 200 blacks were elected to local, state, and federal offices in Mississippi as members of the Republican Party. This brought on a new challenge. As a strong supporter of the Republican Party, there was a rise in the Ku Klux Klan. This was an organization that Newton Knight became a target of. In 1872, he was appointed as a deputy U.S. Marshal for the Southern District in order to help maintain race relations. In statewide elections, some of the issues that he dealt with were election fraud, violence, intimidation, anything that could be done to keep blacks from voting. Even though the Union had won the war, in 1875, Newton Knight was appointed as colonel of the 1st Regiment Infantry of Jasper County. But the tide had already turned against the Republican rule in Mississippi. Governor Ames was forced to resign. He lamented that blacks are to be returned to a condition of serfdom, an era of second slavery. Blacks could not vote freely in Mississippi again for almost 100 years. Newton Knight returned to his farm in Jasper County. He brought his wartime ally and former slave, the woman I spoke of earlier, Rachel, with him. Newton's first wife, Serena, soon left him, and he married his slave, Rachel. They had several children together, and Newton was chastised for living openly with a black woman. On February 16, 1922, at the age of 85, Newton Knight died of natural causes. Under the Mississippi Constitution of 1890, it was illegal for whites and blacks to be buried in the same cemetery. And yet, during his funeral, he was buried beside his wife, Rachel, who had died in 1889. The inscription on his tombstone reads, He lived for others. And now you know the rest of the story behind Civil War legend Newton Knight. If you'd like to learn more about Newton Knight, in 1935, Knight's son, Thomas Jefferson Knight, published a book called The Life and Activities of Captain Newton Knight. In 1942, there was a novel called Tap Roots, which is loosely based on the Knight Company's actions. In 1951, Knight's grandniece, Ethel Knight, published The Echo of the Black Horn, dedicating the book to the Confederate veterans of Jones County, where she portrayed Newton Knight as backward, ignorant, and a murderous traitor. In 1984, the book The Legend of the Free State of Jones came out. In 2003, 
a historian published a book called The Free State of Jones. In 2009, another book called The State of Jones elaborates on Knight's pro-Union sympathies and presents evidence that his views on race played a significant role in his actions during and after the war. The movie with Matthew McConaughey, The Free State of Jones, is scheduled to be released March 11, 2016. Once again, I would like to thank all of our sponsors, DraftKings, Uber, and Audible. If you don't have a subscription to DraftKings, you can click the link on my website, DerekIzzy.com. You can take advantage of those matching funds up to $600 with your brand new account, and you will get a free $3 entry to a contest on me using our code, signing up using the code Derek. Remember, when you use that code Derek, it is all lowercase. There's no capital D or anything. It is all lowercase. DraftKings. The Uber code to get your free ride up to $20 in value is 5LX9E. Or if you sign up as a driver, that'll get you a $100 bonus for doing your first 20 rides within 30 days. Also, when you're on the website, DerekIzzy.com, be sure to check out some of the other links. You can see what I have going on in my world of racquetball. You can access another sponsor of the show, IzzyRacquetball.com. And you can also make a donation to the show. If you like what you are hearing, let us know by donating a few dollars to the show. Everything you give goes directly to purchasing new equipment and keeping the show running, covering the show expenses. And last of all, I'd like to thank everyone for listening. Over the last year, our audience numbers have been up and down, but over the last few months, we've seen a huge surge in downloads. So I just want to thank everyone for that. The more shows you download, the more sponsors we can attract, the more shows we can do, and the more listening pleasure we can bring you. So everybody check out DerekIzzy.com, and thanks for listening. Tune in next month. Good day.